Hi, it's Andy here. Just a quick thing before we start the episode. The guys at drydrinker.com have very kindly given us a discount code for 15% off their range of no and low alcohol drinks. And if you want to find out what that code is, keep listening to the end of the episode. I'll give it to you in the outro. Or while you're listening to the episode, check out the show notes and it's there too. Okay, let's get started. Welcome to episode 10 of Nantvara Brews. We are back after a little bit of a break and all will be revealed as to why that was during the course of the episode. My name is Andy. I'm a home brewer and beer lover based here in Cardiff in the beautiful country of Wales here in the UK. Nantvara is a Welsh phrase. It means big stream and it's the name of a river that flows locally to me and it's also the name of my tiny home brewery and it's also the name of this podcast. And the aim of this podcast is to have great conversations inspired by beer with people who are passionate about beer and do all this ideally over a beer. It's episode 10 and we have a big name on the podcast today. In fact, I would say that this fella is one of the most influential people in the UK drinks industry. He may argue me on that, but I think he is. Stuart Elkington is the founder and CEO of Dry Drinker, which is, according to the website, the UK's number one low and no alcohol specialist. Now, I recently had a concussion, which is part of the reason why there hasn't been an episode in a while and why I haven't been drinking recently. And I'm actually grateful because it made me get back into low and no alcohol beer and it got me back to dry drinker. And that's when I thought it would be brilliant to get Stuart on the podcast. And he's very kindly agreed to to give us some time. So Stuart, how are you? I'm great, Andy. Great to be here. Thank you. Thank you for coming on the podcast. I know you are, to use an anchorman-ism, you're kind of a big deal these days. So give us the update. How is dry drinker going? Because from the outside, it just looks to be a roaring success at the moment. Well, listen, that's down to my team. But no, no, listen, it's been a an incredible uh, sort of five or six year journey. It's such a, an amazing place to be. And I couldn't imagine we would get to where we are as a company, but also as an industry. So when I started with my four beers, is the only four beers I could find in Europe that would sell me any no and no. It's, uh, it's an incredible place to be now. What were those four? Can you remember? I bet you can. I think it was Dupler from Belgium, Paul Anna from Germany. I think it was Erdinger and something else. We had four beers. We called it the Big Brew. Oh, actually, we still sell it today. Those are all names I recognise because we were both living in the same part of, of London, southwest London. I might have been doing Dry January or something like that. And I just went looking, as you do. You try and look for places that can supply what you need. And there was very little around. Found your site and then... Um, you turned up on my doorstep with the beers because it was right in the beginning of your journey and you were still delivering stuff yourself. I can't do that now. I'd love to do that. But yeah, no, I, I remember. I, I remember you answered the door and we just got chatting and uh, it started from there. And you knew, you knew there was something in this, obviously, because you'd started it, but you've been totally vindicated because you're, I remember your vision was pretty much for where this is now. You, you knew this was going to explode, didn't you? I think that was uh, naivety and optimism combined. But before I started, I uh, was in the, the drinks industry. So I, I had lots of connections around Europe. And, and, you know, they gave me hope. They laughed at us when we were talking about no and low in the UK because they said it would never happen because of our binge drinking culture. But uh, actually, they were saying it's going to happen. You'll just be like us. So you'll go out, have a few pints of alcohol free, then, you know, have your session beer and then finish with AF at the end and um, 
Yep, they were right. But it was difficult in the beginning. It felt very much like pushing water up a hill. But that was down to the quality. That's what people knew alcohol free to be, poor quality, not ready available. And and what's the point? That I think that was the biggest comment that I always got on Facebook or the website. I'd rather have a cup of tea. Luckily, we don't get those comments now. And uh, I think a bit of passion, a bit of hard work, and it's amazing what the drinks manufacturers can create. Yeah, I, and I think that what's the point thing, I wanted to ask you about that. And it's it's come up now because, you know, I remember the bad old days of like Calibre and stuff like that. And you would drink that and you would think, yeah, I would rather have a cup of tea. There's there's no point. So I've got to give give you some props here because the whole reason why I rediscovered Dry Drinker was looking for a good no, no and low alcohol beer. And I bought a case of this stuff, Insel Brauerei from Germany. Obviously, you know, with any German beers, you've got the purity laws. So there's going to be high quality stuff. But this stuff is, and I'm drinking the wet hopped Pilsner. And I think when you first started Dry Drinker, I thought, wow, it's gone forward a lot. And you know, I can enjoy drinking these. Okay, um, to be honest, I would still enjoy an alcoholic beer more. But now this Insul Browery stuff, honestly, I can't tell the difference. It's as good. It's And it's better than some alcoholic beers I've drunk. Yeah, the, the, these guys, they seriously know how to brew beer. It was actually a group of guys, ex-Grolsch, that got together and started the brewery. And uh, the difference is they just class it as beer, regardless if it's got alcohol or not. That's the first thing. So the the attitude to brewing is exactly the same. But they actually wet the hops and then harvest. The lengths they go to, the age the beer in the bottle, and then wrap them in the paper. So again, you're getting a premium beer, regardless of alcohol or non-alcohol. And, and you're right, there are so many beers now. And, and the latest one we've launched is Star of Brahman. Again, it is up there with Incel. It's phenomenal. You know, they've done the right thing. You know, they've put the working and, and you can tell in the brew. It tricks my brain. I've got the the same feeling sitting drinking Sarah Parman 10 years ago as I had one in the warehouse about three weeks ago. You know, fantastic, bittery with a citrus hop finish. They've come a, a phenomenally long way and it's been an incredible journey and, and I'm just super proud that the Brits rule the waves on this. I don't know, I think we have over now 40 British beers plus probably that are alcohol free and I've got to be honest there's there's a few out there that, that still need some work which we don't stop but the ones that we stop we absolutely uh, stand behind and we, we've kind of all grown up in, the, in a very short space of time. I think you've got to take some credit for this. I mean I know you're not the only person in the industry that backed this from from way back but you know i know and and we're both people that run our own businesses things don't grow if there's no business case if there's no market then people don't invest and people don't want to get involved and so the two things feed each other don't they and and you were part of the early wave that kind of got behind it and proved that people would buy this and would drink it and and then after that the breweries go all right well this is something that we've got to do, it's expected of us. And also we're missing out on profitability if we don't. Some things are meant to be and and, uh, and and it's a little bit of timing. I just thought when Lynn and I, my wife, came back from Singapore and we were at least 60% ABV uh, and thought, oh, crikey, we better <laughs> get on and have, have children and why isn't it working? You know, I just found talking to people of men and women of, of, of my age, and I was kind of coming up to my 40s, that actually we didn't really want to drink anymore, but we just didn't know what else to drink. 
that's what I saw. And when I managed to get hold of and convince these breweries to, could you ship this these over to me? And, and I was kind of, you know, sharing them with friends when they came round. And it was just really interesting to gauge their reaction. And it was, oh, great. Yeah, I am driving. It wasn't. And actually, again, listen, it's, it's the proof of the product. And it was all about drinking, not not drinking. And that's how uh, I kind of came up with the name Dry Drinker, because to me, I, I and I still I still haven't had any alcohol. I don't plan to. I think I'm done with it. And that's purely by accident. But, you know, I get what I want from the, the quality of the products. And you've kind of said that better than I could say. You know, you can't tell, certainly with Incel. So what's the point? If I get all the benefits, but none of the negatives, um, uh, it's a win-win for everybody. Yeah, you've hit the nail on the head there. And this beer uh, that I'm drinking now, these Incel ones, and I'll definitely try the Star Primers. And also I've heard great things about Guinness Zero and I've, I've noticed that that's sold out as well everywhere. So it's obviously doing something right. You know, these are now going to become part of my everyday drinking. You know, I got into home brewing and obviously I now have you know, homebrew available on tap 24-7, which is sometimes dangerous. But, you know, my plan is to drink that friday and saturdays but i i had a problem with sunday nights because you know i'll have another drink and then it turns into a three nights of drinking a week and then it's too easy to have a drink isn't it so then it turns into you're drinking pretty much every night but now i know based on the qualities of these i will look forward to having these on a sunday night and it'll be a slightly different feel and it'll be a quality beer and and i'll enjoy it and it'll take me out of any danger of getting into weekday drinking which i know is not good for me and so I really think that the quality is there now, that this can be part of a kind of lifestyle where it's your choice, isn't it? It's it's your choice what, whether you drink or not. And I, I don't think these divisions between drinkers and non-drinkers are necessarily useful. But I think having the tools like very, very high quality, no and low alcohol beer just makes it easier for people to be healthier. That's exactly what it is. I've got two young kids, nine and seven. So I have to explain to them uh, uh, quite regularly there is no alcohol uh, in this as I've just done three bottles of beer and two glasses of red uh, on a Monday <laughs> night. So I have to be a bit careful because, but, but it's great. Uh, and, you know, I, I went out on Friday night with my wife and we picked a particular pub because it has Lucky Saints on draft. And what was really interesting, the, the couple opposite probably didn't know what Lucky Saint was. And after my fourth pint, she's thinking he's doing very well you know, walloping these pints down his neck. And it will happen. More pubs and restaurants and hotels will do a lot more with it in the next 12 to uh, 24 months. We've just done a deal with the Savoy. They're looking into low and no alcohol wine and spirits. So we've put a little menu together for them. They've tested it with their, with their customers and they love it. So, you know, it is going to be available in more and more places. And that's just great for the industry, great for dry drinker because People come home and go, what was that beer I drank again? Can we get it at home? You know, the, the availability thing it, it was always important. I remember when my wife was pregnant with my first son, she was six months pregnant. So we drove to Spain and then we were in a little hotel south of Barcelona, sitting on the veranda and they did San Miguel draft. Uh, uh, you know, that was 12 years ago. Zero San Miguel draft couldn't believe it you know you go in the spanish supermarkets 15 years ago and your choice is yours and everywhere now you know we're importing from australia from america from chile from the uae they're doing a um a great imitation range of alcohol but we are leading the way in this country which is fabulous to see has the process of making low and no alcohol beer changed a lot over the last 15 20 years is that what has delivered the step change or is it something else 
Great question. Two things. Yeah, it's the quality of the product is much better. So the quality of the of the ingredients that we use now than we did probably 20 or 30 years ago is improved. But secondly, how we did it, I mean, Calibre and Beck's Blue, it certainly in the early days was boiled. You know, that was one the only one way they could reduce the alcohol. Probably the most common way of doing it is sort of gravity brewing, where they can actually use gravity to release the uh, the alcohol out if they're using a kind of big brother um, uh, product. So a 5% taking it down to 0.5. It is tricky when you're brewing up to a 0.5, but there are a number of spinning cones and techniques that the brewers can use and do use. Some of them on the continent because they have great availability of equipment there. In the last three years, we've now seen the World Beer Awards. They've been in, entered into the category of beer, so there's not a alcohol-free category. So, so again, having a, a sort of bronze, silver or gold medal against uh, against your beer is a phenomenal result. Just going right back, before you started the dry drinker, you, you said, you know, you had your holiday and you came back and you wanted to start a family. Was that the thing that made you leave drinking behind? I just think it was incredibly brave for you to take that clarity of vision. You had a very good, lucrative career in in hospitality, as I remember. What made you want to kind of make such a big change in so many areas all at the same time? And, you know, that because I, I look back, I think that's a really big leap you took there. When we came back from Singapore, we were three years into trying for a baby and um, we were going to go down the IVF route. But but some very close friends of ours said, look, you know, we've we've heard of this doctor and why don't you go and see him first? It worked for our friends and, and he may be able to give you a different sort of spin on it. So we, we paid our money and take our, our, our chance. And um, he must see these 40 year old couples all the time, as he said. And uh, he looked at our file and said, look, I don't think there's anything physically wrong with you. You're a little bit older, but that that shouldn't stop you. He looked at my medical form and laughed. He said, the amount of men that come in here and write the number 22 is is unbelievable, uh, the amount of units you all drink, because obviously we've Googled what the required number is and we wrote it on the form. Uh, And I did the same because, of course, it was probably 50. Uh, And he said to my wife, he said, I think it's probably more of a mental thing. I think we're overthinking it. So he said, look, I've got two bits of advice. One's going to walk out here happy. One's going to walk out here sad. But, you know, try it and see what happens. And he said to my wife, he he said, I want you to start drinking more. He said, you're not relaxed. He said, Friday night, open that bottle of white wine. Don't be scared of it. Just get into the habit of just getting yourself in a really relaxed place. So I'm sitting there thinking, well, what's he going to say to me? And then he said, look, Stuart, this is the bad news. From now on, I want you to stop drinking. And I said, what, totally? He said, yes, let's just stop drinking for a period of time, give it six months, see how you feel, and come back to me. And uh, anyway, we walked out. Lynn was quite happy. And I do tell the same story. This is absolutely true. Uh, Every time Lynn uh, Lynn goes out, I, I do say to her, you know that advice from the doctor? That was 12 years ago. You don't have to carry it on now. But anyway, um, <laughs> she started to laugh. And I said, what's funny? She said, do you remember what we're doing next week? And we had a five-day wedding in Italy. And I was like, that was the moment, Andy, because what I could have done, of course, he said, well, I'll start next Friday. But when he said it and I walked out and I, listen, Lynn and I wanted a family. So it, I, I'm pretty black and white. So I, I you know, it, that's when I made the decision. So I went to Italy and uh, three things stand out in my head. Every day I breakfast on my own. No one else was down for at least one minute to 10. So, but I've been down since seven o'clock. So that was three hours of talking to the waiting staff. 
the second thing is I don't know all the lines and song words to Mambo Number Five, but on a night I knew them all. And then, of course, the big the, the day of the wedding, and I, I remember uh, Victoria's mother coming towards me, wanting me to dance, and me just freezing, and my body didn't work. I couldn't move. I didn't know what to do. It was it was horrendous. But I did it, and that was in the August, and then uh, in the November, Lynn got pregnant. So. You know, who knows? It's kind of a mixture of both. And then we decided, we thought, well, listen, we're on a roll here. We cracked on and uh, got number two done and, and and that was it. And Yeah, and then from then, it, it, the journey kind of started. Spoke to my drinks director. At, uh, I was working with Green King at the time um, as a, a senior uh, property director. And he got me some beers and my new nickname is The Dry Drinker. And again, working for a hospitality company, not drinking those days. You know, the, the hangover was the badge of honour that you could get there on time and and work through the day. I just had this moment. I was in bed. I was reading the paper. That's how long ago it was, a a real paper. And and I just thought, and I just turned the page, and I just thought to myself, you know, crikey, what if an alcohol-free company I read 10 years sold for, you know, millions of pounds? It wasn't the money that motivated me. It was the, I had an idea, and I just didn't have the guts to do it. I mean, I, I, I say to everybody, and certainly all my team know, Look, we're not scared of failing. We're just scared of not doing it. That's what drove me, I think, really, in the early days to go, okay, I rent a little unit. I'll buy some beer. I'll, someone can do a website. I've got a fragile uh, gun and a tape, and let's see where it takes us. I love that approach. And I have to say, you and your story is one of the, the things that inspired me to start my own business and and leave that comfort of the the big corporation and the, and the regular paycheck. I just remember thinking, you know, it's possible. This guy's done it. You know, he had a, a clarity of vision and and he thought he could do something and he went and did it. And it's, you know, once you you buy the beer, you rent the unit and then you think, I've got to sell this beer, haven't I? So then you get on with that and you just you just solve the next problem and, and you keep going. And before you know it, you've made progress. So, you know, thank you for that inspiration and, and well done for all, all you've achieved. I'm going to start, I'm going to go on a little slightly different tack now because I was having a look around your, your website and, you know, it's a sign of how this scene is changing and adapting and, and innovating because I guess it's human nature that we want to kind of relax, escape ourselves. You know, people use recreational drugs, people use all kinds of stuff as a, even stuff that aren't drugs as drugs. And now there are drinks on your website that are kind of mood enhancing. I find this fascinating. So there's CBD beers, there's drinks that have got L-theanine and serotonin, and there's Sentia, which has got mood-enhancing natural botanicals. I mean, this was all new to me, but I think well, it makes perfect sense because it's a way of relaxing, but, you know, without alcohol. So tell me a bit about that scene, because I think that's really interesting. Yeah, uh, well, first of all, let me acknowledge and, and thank you for those kind words. About two years ago, we were kind of getting word of a guy called Professor David Nutt, and he was the Labour's uh, drug and alcohol Yes, star. I remember him. And, yes, I remember him. Uh, yeah, he... he and he was working on a couple of sort of uh, uh, drinks that he thought that that could, um, I, I guess, in a very kind of basic way, sort of trick the trick the mind in terms of giving you a a slight buzz of of the effect of alcohol, but actually with none of the effects. And 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 Sentia came to us about six months ago with this product, and um, an absolute game changer. And they kind of set out their vision in terms of where they thought their market was, and what they wanted to do. They saw it in the spirit category first and 
Sentia Red was launched four or five months ago with, with phenomenal success. And Black has then followed that. I have to plug exclusive to Dry Drinker. But, yep, sitting down with those guys and listening to, to where they saw the market. And, and actually, they don't see this as an age thing. They see this as a, a part of your mindful drinking throughout the week. And, and the feedback we've had from our, our customer base has been incredible. We've got younger people coming into the market where they see this as a, an, a as a real party occasional drink so i don't know about you but we always drank at home first then went out a bit later and i guess you know things go around in a circle and and, and from what we're told this is what 18 to 25 year olds are using sentia to do but everyone seems to be using it in different ways in different situations for that purpose that we used to call it the r moment on a friday the phone stops, the laptop's down. I crave that R moment. You, you mentioned it earlier. My brain doesn't care whether it's got alcohol in it or not. It's just the taste of those ingredients coming together in your mouth, nice and cold. And, and that's what... And the ritual you. of sitting down, cracking open a bottle, pouring oh, a drink. It, it, and that's what it is. And, and, and Sentia have kind of plugged into that and made an occasion around it. And... and Where's it going to go? So there, I know they're working on a beer. That's no secret. So, you know, you've got guys like Impossible Brew, a student from Durham University. Mark uh, was fascinated with the science behind brewing and actually could he take it to the next level? And you've got Impossible Brew now, as you've said, you've got the CBD beers. I use them as part of, as you say, that mood enhancer. There's nothing better as you get a bit older and still try and you know, pound the streets three times a week. There's nothing better than a hot bath, a beer and the dimmers on. This is only going to go places. The other thing in terms of where the market's going, I've always advocated to the brewers and the winemakers, look, you know, I can't think of another industry where you've either got 40% proven or zero. It's like going to a car dealership and saying, well, you can have yeah. a Ferrari or a Fiesta. There's absolutely yeah. nothing in between. And you've got some 9% wines now on your website, haven't you? Well, do you know what? Yeah. So about two years ago, we kind of looked at it and thought, you know, where's it going? What should we be doing? We want to try lower ABV drinks. And that, that came across as because we've pointed the ship at drinkers and, and you know, 80% of our customers are drinkers and we, we are 20% uh, non-drinkers. And we, and we really want to make sure that our 20% of non-drinkers, for whatever reason, are really protected. So... The product pages are really clear on that ABV. Uh, there's an age verification on, on the alcohol section. We make sure that that's really signpost really, really well. There's kind of two checks before you make that purchase. Now, I was in Dusseldorf a couple of weeks ago for the World Wine Fair, and there was three companies I wanted to go and see, and they're pioneering the, the actual thing that I think is going to be really big to introduce especially wine drinkers, into this new category of low-alcohol wine. So we don't really have it in the UK at the moment, but it's being pioneered in Australia, some parts of Europe and Spain, this 5 to 6% wine. Uh, I'm not going to call it the Monday night wine. A lower ABV, it's lower sugar, lower calories. But the great thing about the lower end, the 5 to 6 to 7% wines, uh, it's got body. So again, alcohol-free wine does lack body, but actually... It costs more money and it's an extra process to remove the alcohol of alcohol-free wine. So we think that this is a real 
category that's going to catch on and grow. And, and luckily, the government have been giving tax breaks out to brewers uh, and winemakers round this ABV because they want to encourage them now to look at five and six percent wine. Because I honestly believe, Annie, that the average wine drinker probably doesn't realize, and you look at that bottle of wine and think nearly 15% of that is just pure alcohol. You know, and I don't think we talk about ABV and the strength of things um, as other continental countries do. I mean, 40% of a bottle of spirit, you know, is pure alcohol. So I think these 5% whites and reds and sparklings uh, and the phenomenal. We work with a couple of wine experts in the industry that helped me with, obviously, the alcohol side of the business. I have to give a shout out to my wife. She's very keen. So, you know, I think the Moody Hanser and the real low ABV stuff is going to be something this summer is, is going to be a real hit. That's really interesting to hear about that. And it's the classic business thing, isn't it? It's customer demand. And I think what we're used to now in all areas is choice. So you're totally right. Why isn't there that choice? Why doesn't it exist? Even last week on Dragon's Den, there was a low alcoholic spirit company that we've been talking to for a while now. And there has to be the choice between full strength, medium and zero. There are occasions that there are now three great platforms and uh, three great categories and they suit all occasions. So nobody now will feel left out whether they drink, don't drink or actually, you know, still want to drink, but don't want to drink full strength alcohol because uh, they'll have one or two and and that's them done so you're absolutely right it is all about choice and the demand for a good five percent red or a white is is there now Uh, at the moment unfortunately the the uk market is probably flooded a little bit with kind of fruit-based wines which aren't to everybody's taste but these are the real mccoy these are premium spanish grapes taken to germany dealkalized by the the experts, Germany's been dealkalizing wine now for 120 years. You know, when I first wanted to dip my toe into alcohol-free wine, I went to the experts, which is a company called Carl Jung in Germany. 120 years of pioneering the skill and the know-how to do it, and producing a fantastic range of Merlot, Cabernet Sauvignon, dry reds at 0.5%. So most alcohol-free wines and beers are produced in Germany because they have the technology so it's exciting times and actually for us it kicks us on for another couple of years and and kind of jumping on on that early and and really trying to own that space that's brilliant and and you know I love I love innovation and it's just great to see people trying new stuff and not accepting the norms that are there because you know the world moves on and people's tastes change and you have to respond. So just, I'm, I'm interested because you, you said earlier, you said uh, I had my three bottles of lager and then two glasses of red. So I'm sure there's going to be people listening, you know, who are probably, well, almost guaranteed to be drinkers thinking, oh, actually, it sounds like things have moved on. It sounds like it might be worth trying. What would be your recommendation for, you know, I don't know, say a Friday night where they go, right, I want to try a different Friday night. I still want to have what I would usually have. I want that R moment at, uh, unwind moment i want a cold beer at six o'clock and then i want to have a glass of red with my meal and then maybe i don't know a, a spirit to round off the night you know what would be a, a journey through recommending some of the stuff that that you rate really highly i always say look it's it's this is the you know starting out uh as you you're right ha- having a different weekend it is all about fun so we have on the website an area called pick and mix where you can literally choose 12 different beers or 24 different beers 
or three different wines to suit your budget and uh, what you like. And, you know, if you like IPAs, choose IPAs. And if you like lager, choose lager. But it doesn't matter. You may not know the name of them. We've done kind of the hard work for you and put together 12 or or 24 or a case of three uh, reds, whites or sparkling or, or a mixed bag of whites and start there. And I always say, listen, you'll find your favorites. And most people start with either a mixed IPA case, mixed lager or mixed white or red pack. If you like an IPA, you'll see some uh, of your brands that you recognize and you'll see some that you don't. All the reviews are on the um, are on the site. So you'll see what the majority of people like uh, and kind of build it that way. Either the mixed IPA curated boxes that we we put together, small independent British uh, brewers, or we, we, we obviously add some big nationals on there so you you can recognize them and feel confident about that box or just have a bit of fun and and be random and say right um i'm going to choose 12 beers and let's see how they get on yeah okay that's good and we know from the beginning that you're you're excited about the new star of prime and so that might be one to point people in the direction of i know from having these that these insole ones are absolutely incredible and i think that would be my advice having ordered a few times from you guys is you really can't go wrong with the German beers um, because of those purity laws, because of the expertise that you've just been telling us about. I remember in those early boxes I got from you, that's because I was training for a marathon. That was it. That was why I wanted to stop drinking. Some of the German ones were absolutely incredible. Listen, Stuart, I mean, we could talk for ages. It's been brilliant to catch up with you. And I just wish you and Dry Drinker all the best for the future because I think you're doing brilliant stuff. And, you know, I hope to be able to see you for a no or low alcohol beer sometime soon. You never know. I might do your next delivery. If I want to escape the office. Do you know I live in Cardiff now? I do. Yeah, don't worry. I I love Cardiff. So, well, I might do it with the rugby. And it's so nice to, um, to catch up. So, yeah, all the best. Thanks very much. A big thank you to Stuart from Dry Drinker. I love my chat with him. It was great to catch up. And I'm a big fan of what he's doing with the company. And... Also, just the selection of stuff on there. I mean, those insole browery bottles that come in the paper, they are honestly the best low-alcohol, non-alcohol beers I've ever tasted. And they've become a regular part of of my weekend plans just to help me be a bit healthier. So, a few things to tell you about in this bit at the end. Number one is, if you would like a discount at drydrinker.com, then they have very kindly provided one just for Nantvar Brews listeners. So you can go onto their website and you can enter the code and you can get 15% off their whole range of no and low alcohol drinks. So a really good way to check out some of the stuff that we've been talking about uh, and try it for yourself and hopefully maybe get a bit healthier. I'm not telling you to stop drinking alcoholic beers. I'm just saying the no and low alcohol beers have, they've come on a long way. So it's worth giving them a go. So that code is NFB15. So capital letters NFB for Nantvar Brews and then numbers 1 and 5, 15. So that's NFB 15. And that will give you 15% off anything on their website. So give it a go. The other thing to tell you about is that there is a new thing happening that has been inspired by a couple of former guests on the podcast, which is lovely to see. So former guest Tom Baker, who was my partner in crime when we did the Christmas taste test by the fire. Uh, he has devised a brilliant beer challenge based around cricket, and it's inspired by another guest on the podcast, Gus Hully, 
who did that thing for the World Cup where he sourced a beer from all of the countries taking part. So Tom has taken inspiration from that. And for all of the teams that are playing Glamorgan, which is my home cricket, county cricket side here in Cardiff, Glamorgan, I think, have seven home fixtures in the county championship. And for each of those seven visiting teams, Tom has sourced a beer from that county. I mean, it must have taken him, I know it took him ages and so much thought that went into it. I'm so grateful. Uh, And he's delivered me a box and will deliver me more boxes over the summer of these beers wrapped up in brown paper so I can't tell what they are and then I have to do a blind taste test for each match. So I've done the first one already and that was Gloucestershire with the visitors to Sophia Gardens for a game against Glamorgan. So representing Glamorgan, he's found beers from South Wales, from Wales as a whole and then each of the visiting counties he's found a beer to represent each of them and now I have to do a blind taste test and I've got to rate it on things like body and taste and sessionability and stuff like that. Now, if you want to see how that works and the updates on it, it's quite fun to join in. And what's really cool is uh, some of the breweries involved have picked up on it and are retweeting and liking and all that stuff. It's on my Twitter, which is at Producer Andy. That's at Producer Andy. And you can see that I did a whole thread about it, about how it works and some pictures of the beers all packaged up. Uh, And then after the first fixture... I took some pictures of the beers whilst the bottles were still wrapped up and then once I'd revealed what they were. It's quite fun to follow along. So please go on Twitter, uh, have a look, have a like. And please keep sharing the love for the podcast with anyone you think you might be interested in it. And feel free to suggest guests as well. I will speak to anyone who's got even a passing interest in beer or the most tenuous link. It's about those good stories and those good conversations Uh, and those interesting people. So please feel free to suggest and please keep sharing the podcast. And until the next time we make an episode, have a great life. Keep drinking some nice beers, be they alcoholic or non-alcoholic or low alcoholic. And once more, that code again, if you want to have a discounted drink on us and the guys at drydrinker.com, the code is NFB15. That's it from me. Bye-bye.